0: Welcome to The Wool Pack. For more information, please visit our website. So I've been doing a lot of note taking lately, mainly in my Bible study, but also when I am just studying other books and I have learned that I hate note taking. I know it's important. Um, I've actually found that it does help me to remember what I'm learning, what I'm studying, but I've just, I just don't like it. I've, I've never really been good at that kind of stuff i've never had a journal i've tried journaling and just something about being able to do that consistently um i mean i do other things you know consistently and have routines but for some reason note-taking and journaling i just i just it's not my favorite thing um so do you guys have any like tips or tricks or any advice for you know how to you know do note-taking or do journaling in a way that you know is fun that you know for somebody like me who's not really a fan of it but sees the benefits of it and would like to you know reap the benefit um, any advice because you know my note taking it, it's okay you know it's, it's gotten better but yeah it's, it's not my favorite thing um, but it's something that it's like I want to do it but I don't want to do it but I also want to do it it's one of those weird things so yeah any advice um, any things that Uh, you guys have done that have helped you take notes or that you found enjoyable please let me know because yeah i would you know i need some help with this area (laughs) are you a comfortable christian i know that's kind of an odd question to ask but it's very relevant because when you read the bible there's nothing really comfortable about what jesus calls us to think about this way Loving your enemies, forgiving those who have wronged you. Even if they do not actually admit that they're in the wrong. We are to forgive them. That's not comfortable. And that's not easy either. But so many of us, I feel like, are used to being comfortable. And even if you're not a believer, even if you're not a Christian, I still think this is relevant because there's a lot of things in life that are just really uncomfortable. And not necessarily bad uncomfortable like for example if you meet somebody new you meet a new person and that can be uncomfortable because it can be awkward you don't really know this person you don't know what interests you have so it's can be uncomfortable you're not as comfortable with them as you know with your regular friend so you know in both religious and non-religious life there are things that we have to do that are uncomfortable whenever we want to learn something new go to some place new meet someone new we have to step out and be willing to be uncomfortable and especially as followers of Christ when you really understand what God and what Jesus has called us to and how we're to live it is super uncomfortable but you know here in the West and in, in a lot of places we're used to comfort and convenience we can just you know get on the phone you know call up order a pizza and they can deliver it right to our door we don't even have to leave we don't even have to get you know dressed in nice clothes we can stay in our pajamas and have a pizza come right to our door we turn on the TV and we can watch like any movie any show we want we can even work from home now in some cases so so much of what we do can be done in comfort and convenience and I guess my question is not that there's anything wrong with being comfortable or having some conveniences But we shouldn't just have that. And especially if we're going to really be followers of Christ and do what he says, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. And even if you're not a Christian, even if you just want to do anything new in life, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to just step out of your comfort zone. So my question is this. Are you willing to sacrifice your comfort and convenience for you know following Christ and for doing the new thing or are you gonna sacrifice Christ's call and the things that you want to do in your life at the altar of your comfort and convenience frankly I really hope that we'd be willing to sacrifice our comfort and convenience because yeah we might be uncomfortable but think it's worth it and just because we're uncomfortable that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing either so yeah what was your answer to that question be would you be willing to sacrifice your comfort and convenience or do you want to hold on to it so just something to think about okay so I am a big Tolkien fan I really love Tolkien's books I've read all the Lord of the Rings I've read The Hobbit I just finished the Silmarillion which I may be mispronouncing that. I think I'm pronouncing it right, but, you know. But I really like that book. It took me a long time to get through it, though, because there's so much going on in that book and so many names. There's so, so many names. I mean, just... Just not only names of characters, but names of places, of events, of... It's just... It's crazy how many names there are. And the fact that he was able to keep track. I mean, I, I still believe that... I, I st- well. I don't get how Tolkien, you know, wrote that book or that whole series like Lord of the Rings. I mean, it the detail in it, not just the detail of the characters and the story, but he has whole detail of like the very history of Middle Earth. He has a language for it. he has multiple languages for this realm. Um, it's just it's so crazy. But there are other works that Tolkien has done that have nothing to do with Lord of the Rings. And Frankly, I don't think a lot of people know about this. Um, I mean, kind of, you know, unless you looked into Tolkien's work and really, like, kind of looked more into maybe his biography, you really wouldn't know of his other works. But I've only read one of his, like, you know, non-Lord of the Rings works, and it is Leaf by Nettle. It's a very short story. It's just a little book. And I liked it. And it it was just very interesting to see... guess like a different side of Tolkien you know Um, see him write about something other than Lord of the Rings it kind of reminds me of when you have like a favorite band and you know they always have like their like popular albums or their popular songs. but then you start to like go back and you listen to like the less popular songs or maybe the songs that really you've never heard of or albums that really weren't that popular and you by doing that, you, s- you really see kind of the whole picture of the band. You know, you see, you know, how far their creativity can go and you see other, you know, outlets of their creativity, other ways they've been creative other than just the popular ways or the ways that you're familiar with. And, yeah, I really, really liked it. And he, there are other works that Tolkien has that he hasn't, that are not like Lord of the Rings related that I would like to read. Um, I actually have a lot of um, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis books that I would love to read. Um, but I would encourage if there is an author that you like and maybe they're really well known for something, try reading their other books. Try reading books that maybe they're not well known for, if they have any. I know some authors, they just stick to one series. But you know, if there is a book that maybe that they wrote that is not super well known, read it. Because even if you don't like it, it does give you a, like a more complete picture of the author. And it really allows you to really see their viewpoints on things and I think it's just really kind of illuminating really interesting just you know to see that aspect of them but yeah I, I really like Leaf by Nettle um, it's been a while since I've read it like I said it's it's a pretty short story um, not super long um, you know just a short little thing but I really liked it and I would I'll, I'll read it again Um but it was just kind of fun to see something written by Tolkien that wasn't Lord of the Rings. And, you know, it was it was interesting. But I will say, I still really, 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 really like Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, I'm going to keep reading that too. I wanted to share with you a psalm that I read the other day. It's Psalm 97, verse 7. And it just reads this is the English Standard Version, ESV version that I'm reading from. It says, All worshippers of images are put to shame, who make their boasts in worthless idols, worship him, all you gods. What stood out to me about this psalm was that basically it's just another reminder that everything is gonna have to bow down to God. So not only these like you know, back then when this psalm was written they had you know they actually had other idols that they would bow down to um, it was actually quite popular we still kind of have that today but not as much but they would actually have these actual figurines that they would worship that you know the surrounding nations outside of Israel um, would worship as gods and it was it's always interesting to me, to me because they would actually make them and yet they would believe that they were a god I don't you know I don't really understand how that works but <laughs> um, so this is sort of a reminder that you know, all of these idols that these people have, all of these other gods that people have, they're all going to have to worship down, you know, bow down and worship the one true God. And it just made me think of, you know, we may not have actual, you know, idols, like as far as statues, you know, in our lives, you know, like gold statues or whatever, things that we bow down to, but we do have idols in our lives. We do have things that um, take precedence over God, take precedence over a lot of things, really, and some of them aren't even really things that we want. They can even be things like our fears, our doubts, our anxieties. They could be, you know, things like, you know, you know, politics. You know, all these things that we just are like, so, we can be like so obsessed with, so focused on. And I think it's just a comforting reminder that all of those things still have to bow down to God. Like whatever you can conjure up in your mind, even if it's something that no one in the history of the entire world or universe has ever thought of, and you just think of it and create it in your mind, that still has to bow down to God. That's still, you know, subject to God. And there's a comfort in that, because it's like saying no matter what, everything has to bow down to God. God is still in control of no matter what he can come up with. And and I I just think that's really comforting and a good reminder. For those of you who don't know, we have a submissions form on our website if you'd like to submit content to the Woolpack Pack to be featured on our website, social media or podcast. Um, this is part of an idea that I had um, for the Woolpack Pack and it basically mean, you know, be where, you know, people can submit content that they've that they've created or they've made and without having to deal with, you know, having their own website or the business end or marketing and getting the content out there, they could just send it to the Woolpack Pack and, you know, Woolpack would like take care of all that stuff, like the marketing and things like that. So if you'd like to contribute, there is a form on our website. If you go to the homepage and scroll down a little way, you'll see the form there. Or you can go to About, it'll say Submissions and Get Involved. And you can go there and there'll be some information, like content we're looking for, and additional information like that. So if you'd like to contribute, you can just go to our website, fill out the form, and submit your content to Woolpack. Thank you for listening to the Woolpack Podcast. To learn more about how you can contribute, get involved, or join the Woolpack, please visit our website. Thank you, and God bless.